So hi, welcome to Venture Bros, a Venture Brothers podcast with me, your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Graham Pineapple Mason. Hello. Oh, good. Uh, you cut I... out from my, like, Google chat window, so all I heard was, a... oh! <laughs> oh! Pineapple. <laughs> like, apparently you're going like Andrew Dice Clay. Oh! I was oh. about to say. <laughs> hey! The Dice Man's here for the Venture Brothers. No. My Andrew Dice Clay impersonation is spot on, right? Uh, easily the best I've heard in the last ten minutes. <laughs> and that voice right there was Nicholas Starfruit Friedemann. Cut me into pieces, I'm ready. <laughs> I, I feel like I've done both pineapple and starfruit already, but, you know. I don't think so. It, I think it's the first I... time hearing of it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I feel, I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like I've done... Nah, I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? Either way, it's not yeah. like anyone's keeping track and will you know, send us messages. Um, speaking of which, we've been getting more messages from you fans out there, so please keep that up. We love hearing from you. What? Uh, I had a lovely chat with somebody from New York. It was fun. You can reach us on Facebook. We're at the After the Hype page if you just send a message to us uh, and... We will respond. Uh, I'm usually the one to respond. Uh, Nick and Graham do not spend too much time on our Facebook group. Um, or you can always drop us a line, uh, athpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. More, uh, any requests, any questions, anything we missed, reach out. It's been fun. I like hearing from you. Uh, let's get started. Uh, we are back. We had a good Christmas break. We took off, what, like five weeks? Yeah, uh, it was a while. Uh, it was really nice jumping back into it, though. All right, before we get started, I'm going to do a quick breakdown, if that's cool to everybody. Yeah, cool. All right, so what happens in this episode is it starts off with Rusty running through the, the I guess it's a jungle, and being chased by these, um, basically a tribe. And so, more or less, he stumbles across this woman who's a woman from his past, and then they have a flashback sequence to a swingers key party that his dad hosts. Basically, the two of them kind of hung out while this whole thing was happening. Flash forward to present day, the two of them start hitting it off. She has two daughters and a bodyguard. The two daughters are attracted to Dean. Hank really thinks that they're attractive. Dean has no interest in them whatsoever. And the bodyguard is ambiguous. I'm really not sure what her motivations are. I don't know anything about her. And basically, that's the whole episode. At the end, everything burns to the ground, and then they go their separate ways. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is Dr. Quim, Medicine Woman. Uh, and I think we are officially, for the next two weeks, in the lull of season three. And I'll be interested to see if you guys agree or disagree. Um... Oh boy, these two are, uh, these two are not my favorite episodes. I think they're very good. Yeah, I was gonna say that if before we had done this, like you know, if you would ask me in a vacuum, I would have been like, I love those two episodes. And then now watching them again, I was like, okay, like <laughs> they're not bad. They have some moments that I really enjoy, and those yes. are what I remember. And yes. then the everything else is just okay. 
Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same page. We are officially in the low point of our season. Yeah. They yeah. have they have some of my favorite one-liners. Oh, there's amazing moments which we will get to. I just I meant on a whole. But, yeah. Yes. But that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we'll start this week and the next week. Tune in for the next one. Uh, what goes down must come up. Uh, but this week we are talking Doctor Quim, Medicine Woman. Uh. This is an episode, and I, I haven't really looked into the book. I haven't really looked into I didn't watch it with commentary. I just kind of wanted to go about this one with my own opinions. Because this one feels like one of those episodes, uh, like when we go back to uh, Triana's friend, I'm forgetting her name now, uh, where there's a lot of stuff like, ooh, this could be something later, and we're going to plant a bunch of seeds, and we might do something with it, or we might not. Yeah. I looked in the book and it's like, it's pretty sparse. I think that, you know, reading between the lines, they would agree with our early sentiment, which is there's a lot of stuff that they wanted to do that seemed to be cut on the cutting room floor. And that's pretty much the whole thing. That's kind of too bad. I mean, cause I don't think, like we said, I don't think the episodes are bad, especially in season three. Cause it's such a strong season. So if you're looking at like bad for the season is still better than most entertainment for sure and i i do think that part of the problem with this with this season or these two episodes i would say like in particular the ones we're going to do this week and next week are they don't really tie into anything like i understand that they do tie into stuff later kind of but they don't tie into anything unlike some of the other episodes where it was like if you're going really story heavy this is going to either answer some questions or bring up some new questions and these two episodes i don't really feel like do that so yeah. they just kind of exist on an island on their own yeah it's kind of weird because they like reference history and talk about you know the, yeah the venture team ventures and all that other stuff and they're like oh okay i can kind of see and then it's just left there no reference whatsoever before or after other than I mean, really, Venture Senior's death and some other stuff, but, like, right. nothing specific to these two episodes whatsoever. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's let's stick more to Quim than the other one, because there, there's, I think there, next week we'll get into it. I think there's more in that one than there is in this one. I, I think this one sure. really, like, I'm fine with an evergreen episode. I, I think all seasons kind of need them. Um, like, if it was all story all the time, it just wouldn't feel like Venture Brothers. Like, you gotta have your outliers of just crazy, zany, what the fuck was that? Um, and I think this one does it, like, especially with the wear dial and just everything. Like, there's some really funny stuff in there. I think yeah. more so it's just that, like, we're coming off of some really, really great stuff. And it's just, it's a kind of a cold, like, splash of cold water in the face, this episode for me. Yeah, and I it, agree with that. And it's, like, right out of the gate. Like, it starts with uh, Rusty, like, running through the jungle and, like, oh, this could be fun. And then it just kind of, as soon as you kind of get into what's going on, it's like, oh maybe it won't be fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this is just the speed of this episode now. Yeah, and like, we have we have Brock and the boys training an orangutan to box, which is really funny, but they don't really do much with it. It's all just for a punchline at the end of the episode. Um, and I felt like the, the heart of it was supposed to be like, is this Rusty's long lost love? And... I don't feel like they do enough with that storyline for it to ever for it to ever actually have any weight or for us to ever want to see anything of it after this episode. Right. Yeah. Like they kind of set it up throughout the episode. And they talk about that a bit in the book, but like Yeah. Yeah. What's weird though is that 
I don't remember this episode being a is this their mom or not episode. I never got that when I watched it the first time or any other time subsequently until I read the book and I was like, oh, okay. I just always assumed it was somebody that, um, you know, that Rusty had the hots for. That that was pretty much the whole thing. I didn't know this was supposed to be a mom episode at all. This is new news to me. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be um, a hinting at the she might be the mom because she looks kind of like Dean. Like, there's a handful of things, but I don't think that they ever go into it very much. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem like they really do much with it. Yeah, they do nothing with it. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that at all. I'm a, I've seen this season more times than I could possibly count, and I've never picked up on that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't until I read the book today that I was like, oh... Well, okay, I guess I can kind of see it, but not really. I'd say I'd have to go back through it, but I kind of don't want to. You don't have to. <laughs> I, I read the book before watching the episode, and I was like, I can kind of see bits and pieces, but my guess would be is that that was the general conceit at the very beginning, but then they pulled away from it because they were like, what's, what's there to do? Yeah, and that's the right call. I mean, obviously, we still well, don't know who the boys' moms are, and it... As much as I, I am interesting to know, like I feel like if we had an answer at this point, it would have been too soon. And yes. this doesn't feel like the right answer. True. Yeah. Like this is yeah. too it's too easy. It's too legit of an answer. Like if this was the Venture Brothers mystery, oh, it's some girl from Rusty's past and they're good friends. What? Yeah. Like that's not even like the the letdown Venture Brothers episode like Venture Brothers answer. Like where it's so underwhelming it's funny. This one's just right. kind of an honest answer. Like, nah, I, don't, I wouldn't like that one at all. So, Agreed. So good yeah. call on not doing that. <laughs> um, as, as usual. Yeah, yeah. Turns out uh, we, we agree with a lot of their decisions. Um, yeah. One of the weird things in this episode, and I, I've never really... Uh, it's just never really stuck with me. Is there a big fan base that, from you, what you guys know of the two girls? Um, they kind of mention, okay, I hate to sound like a broken record here, but in the book, they kind of make a joke about it. But I do think that there's probably a lot of fan service stories about the two girls, but I think that's about as far as it goes. Okay. I'm going to assume yeah. creepy fan service stories. Uh. Um, I don't know creepy or earnest, but I'm guessing earnest goes creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because they are kind of... I want to see that movie. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> they are pretty creepy themselves. So I can yeah. kind of see that. But I think... I don't know. I'd be kind of interested to see their, you know, murder mystery, you know, solving type stuff. But it, I've already seen that, I feel like. I've already seen, you know, that's like, that's what this is uh, making fun of. So it's like... Yeah, I don't think I need to see any more of that. Yeah, and this the the sex scene with them has always just like just made me uncomfortable. Like they're like I don't want to throw around the R word, but they're essentially raping Dean. Yeah. Like he's not okay with this. They're getting him drunk. <laughs> yeah. Something, you know. And, and climbing uh, on top of him and whooping off their shirts and it's like like, Dean is not ready for this. And he thinks you're wear dials. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like, this is not a willing participant. Like, if they had gotten Hank in there, Hank was into it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the worst case definition of non-consensual. Yeah, he's screaming. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and I think, like, it's one of those things where, like, I I don't want to be, like, the the crazy liberal in the room by any means, but at the same time, you know, I've been known to be, but it's one of those things where it's like, I know consent in a cartoon like this isn't really the point. And that's not like not having it. Isn't like a, a, a slight against the show. Cause it's all for a joke. And it's clearly just, Oh my God, these two girls really want to have sex with Dean. He thinks they're whale dolls and that's really funny. And, but they're also like 16 and he's clearly not into it. And as funny as it is, it still just kind of makes me, unless that's the intended joke which i mean they do have those sorts of jokes and i enjoy them but there's something about this one that's always just kind of bumped me and i think that's why i'm not a huge fan of the episode in general i think it's mostly because of the girls and dean i agree like there's definitely something that feels like i know what they're going for which is more or less to kind of be a foil to the way it seems to work, like Hank definitely seems to be of the two, the I don't want to say the person who has like the most like attention from women, but I think that like if you were to guess, Dean wouldn't be, because you see all of his struggles with uh Orpheus's daughter Triana. Yeah, like, just general self esteem. Right. So I think that that's kind of the joke, though the question is, is do they do enough with it? And I I the answer, I think, is no. And then when you're compounding that with a scene that is questionable at best, and then at worst something much worse, then it kind of gets icky. You know, we yeah. called them creepy earlier, and it, it's true. I think they are pretty creepy. But they're not creepy like the Shining Twins were creepy. They're creepy in a no. way of like, I don't want to be in a room with you because I feel like you're illegal. I don't know how else to say this, but I just feel like your entire personification is illegal. Go away. Yeah, I agree with that. And I do think that there's also, I think that a lot of what the Venture Brothers does is that they kind of like bring attention to the world that these people live in in a realistic way. And I do think that like these girls are very sheltered, obviously. That's not explaining anything. But I think that that's also what they're going for. Like, I don't think they necessarily think that what they're doing is creepy, but I think that it's like from an outside perspective with like common sense, it's like, yeah, this is not a good idea. Yeah, but I, that's it's a really heavy topic to try to tackle in 20 minutes, especially when right. they're not even the main characters. Because still, it's Rusty and uh, Quim's episode, by and large. Yes. Like, by and large. Like, these yeah. two are essentially the B story. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that's not even getting into the weird fucking bodyguard, which I. I Oh, I love the bodyguard, though. <laughs> She's hysterical, but she, I, I don't... Like, I don't understand her motivation at all. No, no, not at all. No. Other than just being there as a counter to Brock. There's... I Yeah, it's odd. Yeah. Like, I... It's like, they're toying with the ideas, like... They're... Okay. Do you... Do you either of you remember the SNL skit that was like a running skit uh, with Pat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, it seems like that's basically what they're trying to do, but instead of, is it a man or is it a woman, it's like, is she, you know, um, heterosexual or is she homosexual? And it's it's not even, or I guess like, the you know, it could be anything, but like, 
they don't really do enough with it either. Like, it feels like they touch on a lot of stuff in this episode that they wanted to touch on, but then don't want to do anything with. It's a very weird episode. Yeah, it feels like yeah. they, they had enough to do, like, a three-episode arc with these characters. And, like, yeah, let's just try to fit into one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, as we we're starting to pull it apart, I'm realizing, like, how much stuff they jam-packed in here. And how, and because of that, how much I didn't really enjoy it because of that. Yeah. They and, they have the whole thing with the the forest with the seeds. Oh my you know? god! I forgot about that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then yeah, deforestation, the weradial, the you know rape scenes, the difference. It's like yeah, yeah. I and then yeah, Rusty's cackling. inability to get an erection, which is also another plot line in this episode. And yes. until he was hanging upside down for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird episode. Yeah, but yeah, but what do we I, like I, about it? Like we both, like we all said in the beginning oh. of this, that there are things that we enjoy about it beyond just the bodyguard, unless that is the one thing. I do <laughs> love the bodyguard. I like Clyde. Clyde, which one's Clyde? Clyde. The orangutan. The orangutan. Oh Jesus! <laughs> okay, can I tell a funny story very quickly about the the orangutan bit? Sure. The first time I saw this, somehow I stepped out of the room when they were doing the orangutan bit the first time. So I missed the whole thing about them training him. And <laughs> then when it comes in at the end, I was like, this is insanity. I don't understand. Where did this come from? It's got gloves and everything. And I was like, now that I know, heading into it, after I've seen that scene, I've been like, oh, it was way funnier oh. when it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> and they just never address it except for the scene at the very end. <laughs> oh, that's good. That I kind of wish it was that way. That'd be way yeah. funnier. <laughs> yeah. I still it, love the line from <laughs> how Hank is just trying to train the, the rank tank. Just, <laughs> just bang, Clyde. <laughs> bang, Clyde. Like, we're not that's, <laughs> that's not what is. we're training him for i also love that the, the even the orangutan's like i'm done with your shit hank <laughs> just oh, the middle so of good. trying to box bang clyde he just turns around and starts wailing on him <laughs> just, goes, just goes orangutan shit right on his head ah, ah. um yeah i liked that and i, I actually i loved the i would have watched an entire episode of these two groups of the Dr. Quim and her kids and Venture and his kids uh, versus Weradiles. Like, I'm sort of into that. Totally. Like, it, it, it feels kind of like yeah. Johnny Quest, Scooby-Doo sort of thing. And I'm like, that would have been a really fun episode. Even with the reveal at the end that it's just the natives. Like, get these fuckers out of our area. Yeah. On board yeah. for all of that. And I think it would have been... I mean, maybe that's why they didn't do it. Like, that's so in their wheelhouse and stuff they're capable of doing. At the time of season three, they could have just wanted to push farther and harder, is what I'm thinking. I think so, and I also think that there's a... I think that they also... This show has a, a tendency to lean away from things that they expect people to do, which I think is a strength of the show, but at times can be very difficult when it feels like, well, the obvious thing to do should be this, when it seems like it's the better option. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Because, like, this one... like. That is their strong suit, is, you know, subverting expectations. Like, you think it's going to be so, red, and here comes blue. And, like, they're very, very good at that. Um, and maybe this is just a, a botched experiment. Like, like this was their, like, yeah. we're going to keep going. 
whatever we want to say is the right answer, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to do the whole episode through, and we're going to see what comes out, and maybe that's kind of what we got here. Right. I think that they had, like, one too many wrinkles that they should have just cut down, because I do think that the most interesting thing is Dean's just kind of obliviousness to, like, the reality of the situation, but also kind of, like, wanting to be that boy adventurer. Like, him trying to figure out this mystery is the best part. Oh, yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. And, and I, like... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to to bring up the, the fact that he keeps, like, walking in to these situations that are just, like... It's clearly one thing, but he's taking it the other way. Like, Brock's clearly not interested in the bodyguard, but <laughs> when she hands, like... She, <laughs> she just, like, comes sauntering in with, like, a six-pack, and... Dean's just like the both of you's got jungle fever. The both, both of you's. <laughs> it's great. You too, Brock. You too. Oh, it's so good. Oi, I love Dean. Like, but the yeah. the thing that I was gonna bring up that this episode does. I, I I know we've seen it here and there around the show, and it starts happening more and more. Um, and it's it's real, and I, I like that it's real. Is when they show cracks in Hank and Dean's relationship. Yeah. Right. Because as they get older, they would definitely start wanting different things because they're very different people. And I like it when you start seeing that happen. Like, and it gets like, by the time we're at now in the show with season seven, it's like, holy God, you two have kicked the shit out of each other. Like they are not friends anymore. And like, it, it's, I don't think this is the first time we've seen it, but it's one of those like, it's one of the few times where you actually see Dean call Hank out on it. Like, you are not participating in what we used to do. Like, this used to be our thing, and you're not doing it anymore. And yeah, it's right. kind of, like, they do it in a really funny way. When we get to our favorite moments, it actually is my favorite moment. Uh, or scene that makes me laugh the hardest in this entire episode. But uh, It's a good one. It's great, but it's one of those things where it's actually pretty heartfelt, too. Yeah. Like when, I, when I went back and rewatched it this time, it's like, yeah, I mean, this is funny. Like, it really makes me laugh. But at the same time, I think the main reason why it makes me laugh and hits me that hard is because it's a genuine scene of emotion of, like, I want my brother to do what we used to do together. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real moment. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was a kid, when my sister and I start, stopped doing things together, I remember, because I'm the younger one, going, what? What? Why? But, but we're friends. Right. And like that moment of realization of like, yeah, you're siblings though. Like that's in there. And like, it's not really explored that much yet in this show, but like these are like this, they're planting the seeds here of like, this is coming. Yeah, for sure. That's why earlier when you said there's not a lot in these episodes from this week and next week that tie into later things. I think there is actually in both of them. They're just, they're not as obvious and they're not as, I don't want to say important, but they're not as like, um, like plot important. They're more story and character important. Right. And I do think that that's a hundred percent true. Like there is something, there is something really like forward thinking about most of season three. Yeah. Um, even if some of it doesn't really like pan out or come to fruition, like there is a lot that's happening in those episodes that, feel very like progressive as far as like moving the whole yeah. thing forward yeah. yeah and i do think that this is where they start to explore the idea of them like starting to just become their own people like not like the venture brothers as a group but the you know hank venture and dean venture 
Yeah. Which, I mean, only leads to even better stuff story-wise and comedy-wise moving forward. Because, I mean, there's only so much you can do with the Venture Brothers as the Venture Brothers. Like, you have two right. very, very well-rounded, interesting characters, and it's only to the show's benefit that they let them go do their own things. For sure. Yeah. Um, but we've been talking quite a while on this one. Do we want to move into our most funny moments, laugh-out-loud killer stuff, or did we miss uh, something that you guys want to talk about? I'm ready to move into the funny moments. All right, let's do yeah. it. Oh, actually, there's one oh, one small thing. Two small things, I just realized, because I was looking down at my notes. One is first uh, mention or first sit- sighting of Blue Morpho. Oh, right? fuck, I almost forgot that. Yes, that's true. Wow. So just a background character just there. Yeah. Um, and the doorbell to the uh, Venture Compound is just like the the theme song. It's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I missed I miss that one. But I, I, I definitely saw the Blue Morpho. It even like went back and paused it. I'm like, that is the Blue Morpho. There you are. You crazy Classic. bastard, you. And Kano, of All course. Right. But yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. All right, so funniest moments. In mine, I'm going back to it. Like, it's not even that funny of a moment, but it's always made me laugh uh, more than anything in the episode, not counting the, the credit tag, which I didn't want to take if that was somebody's. Um, but just the, the Dean shouting at Hank. Uh, hold on, I have it written down here. Um, oh, you used to be all go team ben- venture, but now you're all go team b- 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 boobies. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> I even like the dude. What's your hurry? What's your slowy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dean, he's trying so hard. He's just—he's so mad, and he's got all these emotions, and he's and, just—you know—and no so vocabulary. <laughs> uh, next. You Thank can you. go, Graham, if you want. <laughs> I, I mean, I already mentioned my, just the bang, Clyde. <laughs> bang, Clyde. <laughs> I love that. It's so simple, but yet so effective. All right, mine is, I think, my favorite. I've been waiting for this moment pretty much since we started for this podcast, started for this podcast, started making it. Um, it's my favorite character development moment for Brock, which is when he's fighting the... Um, uh, the bodyguard and he's just screaming into her face a good fight i'm getting a good fight out of you (laughs) and it's like every time i see that i'm just like this is all brock lives for like his entire life is just looking for a good fight it's the best Uh, and his eyes are all fucking wild it's uh it's so good he's in it he's really in it yeah so since we didn't mention it, we should mention the credit tag is one of the best lines ever. And it's, I was, where were you? I was getting ready. I was getting my ass kicked by an orangutan. <laughs> I don't know if that's oh, the exact so quote, but it's so fucking funny. I also have to mention that the hut that they're in and stuff is like furnished by Ikea. Like it's like a very like <laughs> nice, <laughs> I didn't know. it's like the opposite. Of, oh, it's so good. There's like some weird, good sight gags in this, but like they're few and far between, but they're really, really amazing. Oh, that's funny. Uh, all right, let's move into plugs. Plugity plugs. Plug, plug, plug. Plugs. Yeah. After <laughs> the hype, uh, the podcast that started it all, not all of podcasting, but all the shows you listen to now, now has even more shows. Could you believe it? 
we still have, of course, us. Then there's the main show after the hype. And now we have Samwise, still the advice podcast. And then starting up soon, we have a dog's podcast hosted by Emily Blake. That will be a show uh, reviewing movies from the dog's point of view. So if a movie has a dog in it, how did that movie unfold told from the dog's point of view? Should be a lot of fun. Uh, And then we have our tabletop Demon Days coming out very soon where I will be the MC in a way. I'm not the Dungeon Master, but I will be your your narrator, if you will. And that one is coming up hopefully in February, but there's a lot of moving parts to that one. That one will be very big and story-driven, so we're very excited about that. Uh, That's it for me, though. Graham, Nick, anything to plug? Of course not. Nada. (laughs) Cool. Uh, So with that, I will say thank you everyone so much for listening. Of course, feel free to reach out to us either through Facebook or our our ATHpodcast at gmail.com. And bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye